Hello. I am really excited about this one. I don't know why I'm so excited about this one. I'm just um, feeling excited about this year. And so I'm excited to talk about the strength card year. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to come with challenges. But um, I just feel really hopeful and kind of tuned into the possibilities and the opportunities that we're going to we're going to have. Um, and it just feels like a little bit of new energy. And we'll get into that in a second. I want to make like a few tiny quick announcements in case um, in case anyone needs to hear them. Uh, the first one is that if you're in my Healy community, I really kind of got on the ball late with this. And so I want to make sure that anyone who wants to join can join. There's like an incredible guided journey of the deep cycle protocol happening in my Healy circle. Um, so if you want to join for that, it's beginning on the new moon, although you don't have to start on the new moon, the journey is just going to live there and you can do it at your own pace. But I wanted to bring that to your attention because I'm, I'm late in the announcement and I want to make sure it gets to anyone who wants to hear it. I'm doing it. I actually like carved out a day for myself tomorrow for like a retreat day, a silent retreat day, because I've been spending some time this week in solitude, which I really needed as a 2-4. Um, it was long overdue. Uh, and we're starting on the new moon, which brings me to a correction from last week, because I think I said, I corrected on the blog, but I want to make sure I correct it um, in case you listened, which is that I said the Lunar New Year was like this first new moon and I always kind of mix those up in my brain just because for me it does feel like the lunar new year at the first new moon but if we're going off of the Chinese new year and the lunar new year which is what that's that phrase is really associated with um then it's typically the second new moon because they follow a lunar calendar so it's the second new moon after the winter solstice for me I really feel that new moon energy and that new year energy around the first new moon of the year. And I love utilizing this Capricorn new moon to set intentions. And I'm going to talk about why it's like extra potent in a second. Um, and then the last thing would just be that we have the upcoming free workshop on planning based on your unique cosmic weather for 2024 that is free to everyone um, live and for 24 hours and will be also available for purchase a la carte and live in the collective for members. So those are my very, very quick announcements. Um, and then I want to talk about this new moon. Um, so we have a new moon coming up in Capricorn. I'm going to release this podcast the day before. So I'm, I'm recording it the day before. I'm, <laughs> I'm a very like uh, fire mercury generator in the way that I don't really plan things. I just like to talk about things when I like to talk about them. And so here we are the day before the new moon. And I, and I wanted to share with you a little bit about why it's so special. And I've posted some stuff on my Instagram, but I just wanted to share it here as well and talk it through a little bit because I've talked a lot about the 12th and the new moon, uh, I believe takes place tomorrow morning. I can't remember the exact time. 
it's always good to like set our intentions and make new moon wishes and those kinds of things following the peak of the new moon. I talk about in the new moon workshops, like tuning into how the new moon feels to you. Like sometimes the new moon is a dark moon, you know, um, and some people don't really feel that fresh energy until it starts gathering some light. So the day after the 13th or the 12th, sorry, we're still in that portal of the new moon and we have this kind of exact train with Mars and Jupiter and we're already in that energy. We're already feeling that energy. We will probably be feeling that energy until around the 17th, maybe um, within that orb. Um, so we're kind of in a little magical portal right now. Um, but, and so making those wishes following the new moon while we're in this this little magical supportive time um is really juicy and i'm excited about it uh so tomorrow like i said i've you know i have like a load of things on my to-do list and my open route is really yelling at me to cross more of them off but i'm kicking off my deep cycle protocol tomorrow on the new moon and so I've carved out a little retreat day for myself, which interestingly, I recorded a podcast last week with Megan Mihailani. She came back to the podcast and I'm really excited to share it next week, but I really wanted to touch on some things about the year um, before I shared that, like this one felt important to me to share right now. Well, one, because I wanted to talk about this astrology, but two, because we are in 2024, and I want to talk about the strength card here because I'm excited to talk about it. Um, so why is this so exciting? It's corresponding with this new moon in Capricorn. Mars is in Capricorn, and that is Mars's sign of exaltation. Mars is super happy in Capricorn. Jupiter, while, you know, Taurus is not like a sign that Jupiter... Um, is in domain or exaltation in it is like a benefic in the energy of a benefic so taurus is ruled by venus venus is a benefic planet not only will jupiter be in taurus uh but it will be in the bounds of venus so it's just particularly juicy you know mars is this planet of action, of um, having the courage to like take some risks, but also just like the vitality and energy to like go after what we want in the sign of Capricorn, which is like this big boss energy of like making plans for the future. And both planets are in earth signs of like building things from the ground up and like taking care of the foundations. Jupiter has been in retrograde for a really long time in Taurus and is now direct. And Mars is really giving some energy behind it to have the vision and to concretize that vision, you know. So I really feel like it's magic. You know, I would really, really recommend taking some time either later in the day on the 11th or uh, on the 12th when you sit down and you do some future self journaling and you really get clear on your vision and you make some plans. 
I know, as I said in the last podcast, there are lots of people who, who are like, it's winter, don't make plans, but make some plans. Even if they're just a little plans, even if you just take a little step towards what you want to create, I really recommend utilizing this energy. And that might be, as I said in the um, podcast last week, more of like, what is the BTS stuff that you need to do? Like I'm starting this deep cycle protocol, which is like a hugely transformational protocol, um, deeply harmonizing for my body, mind, and spirit a lot. And I did like an incredible energy work session yesterday. I'm taking a retreat day tomorrow. Like I'm really focused for myself on what I need to do to get myself in the best place I can be body, mind, and spirit for this year, which will feel like taking more external action around the spring equinox. But it doesn't mean I'm not taking action right now. I am. And it doesn't mean that I'm just doing behind the scenes, but that's more of my focus. That's also because I'm headed into... Um, I'm in an 11th house perfected month this month, which is funny. Like I have a lot of friends coming to visit me. I'm like out in the country in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty great. Uh, and then next month I'm going to be in a 12th house month for February. So there is like a real focus for me. And this is why like knowing your own personal situation is so imperative. Like mine happens to correspond kind of with the equinox this year because for February I'm going to be in this energy of retreat of the purge of the compost of the subconscious and the unconscious work and I'm already kind of leaning into that also because I'm in a balsamic moon phase and we're just in winter so that's already feeling like my energy um but March when we hit the spring equinox later in March I will be in a first house month where there will be some reinvention, where there will be some newness. So it's always important to follow what's up for you personally, which is why I advocate so much for using the timing techniques. And personally, I like perfections and that's all up in the membership and also available a la carte on the, on the, um, in the studio page on my website. Um, because I just think it's so helpful. There's so much going on always with all the planets to know what is really personally up for you. Jupiter is my time Lord for the year. So this Jupiter Mars train is a big deal for me. If Mars is your time Lord this year, this train is a big deal for you. So it's just like paying attention so that we know how to utilize the energetics and not feel overwhelmed by listening to everything that's going on, you know? That being said, this one will serve everybody. Um, so I hope you'll utilize it. And also thinking about, you know, when when we have um, a relationship with, with Mars and Jupiter, this atrine is like the most beneficial, sweetest relationship we can have. Um, but it's still combining this planet of warriorship and the masculine and aggression, which can be healthy aggression, with Jupiter, this planet of growth and expansion. So my like caveat to all this juicy goodness would be don't be a dick. <laughs> you know, like if you feel that energy kind of being expansive in that way and like expanding 
um, kind of the, if you need to utilize some healthy anger practices or healthy aggression practices, or you're just feeling like that energy is kind of growing a, a lower vibration, be mindful. Also, you know, there is the opportunity here to set some intentions and really create some magic this year and some abundance and some prosperity. Um, but we don't want to get greedy, you know, we want to make sure that we have good intentions around what we want to create. We always want to be in a space of win-win. We always want to be in a space of, um, how is this thing, when this thing happens for me, how is it going to benefit everyone? How is growing my own wealth and prosperity going to be, help me be of greater service? How is, um, gaining this thing that I want going to help me show up better for my friends and family, or my cup is going to be fuller so I can be of better service from that place of fullness. Whatever it is, we want to create those kinds of situations and we want to make sure that we have good intentions. Um, so those are the things that I wanted to touch on around the astrology. And then I wanted to read something to kick off the, um, strength card. I'm so excited about a strength card year. I don't know why. I just, it feels really good. I hope it feels good to you too. It also feels like really in alignment with the year of the dragon. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm stoked for it. I hope you're stoked for it. Uh, so I wanted to read one of my most favorite poems from uh, Mary Oliver, Wild Geese. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese high in the clean blue air are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. I wanted to share this because as soon as I started thinking about the strength card, um, that phrase, you only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves immediately came to my mind. And really this poem in its entirety, you know, um, there's a lot going on in the world. There's so much and it will break our hearts over and over again when we tune in. There is also so much beauty in the world and so much to be hopeful for. Um, and I've talked a lot recently about how that really needs to be our focus. The world goes on, you know, and we need to really focus on what we can do ourselves, how we can clean up our own side of the street, which is a lot about cleaning up our own energetics and what we're putting out into the world, it's like the most important thing I can think of. Um, and the strength card is really, 
you know, I spoke in the podcast that's coming out next week about the fact that we're kind of in this birth canal. <laughs> like this decade is really a birth canal. And after Megan and I finished the podcast, we were like, I hope Earth Street model <laughs> is like just a decade. Like, I don't think it's like we're not going to be done in, in, uh, in 2030, you know, it's going to continue. But there's a lot been shared about the new paradigm and the kind of changing of the guards that's happening in 2027. The astrology that's up is very intense. You know, a new world is being birthed and it's really fucking uncomfortable. And the strength card is not about comfortability, but it's about having the strength to face life and ourselves with honesty and grace. You know, this new paradigm is a lot about moving from the masculine to the feminine. And we talked a little bit about that in next week's podcast and how I feel about that. So I won't share again about it here. But we are, we have been building this world from a deeply masculine place. That Cherokee prophecy, like our masculine wing of the eagle is very over-muscularized, you know, and it's been very linear and very logical and very rational and very about doing and hustling. And we are moving into this feminine period and we all carry these archetypes. We all carry um, masculine and we all carry feminine and we all carry them to different degrees and within our bodies and within the world. And I don't think we're, you know, I spoke next week about like, I'm, I'm not an advocate of smash the patriarchy. I'm an advocate of balance. Um, but we are moving into a time of strengthening the muscle of the feminine, working in the nonlinear, working with emotion, working with intuition, being overdoing and receptivity over like output all the time. You know, the chariot card, the year that we were in last year is historically shown as a man and the strength card, a woman and a special woman, you know, in the card with the lion. And I encourage you to pull it up if you don't know it. She doesn't look like she's defending herself. There's no defensiveness in her posture. She's made friends. She's grace incarnate. She's defenseless except for the power that exudes from her, you know, and we've spent a lot of our time as humans um, kind of seeing weakness in the feminine and strength in the masculine and we're kind of reframing that paradigm right now. This is the perfect, like I feel like 2024 is kind of a bridge year into what we will be up against in 2025, 26, and 27. Not necessarily up against, but the obstacles we will be moving through. This card feels like perfect preparation. You know, this year feels like perfect preparation. It feels like the perfect bridge year to to strengthen that feminine side of ourselves um and to cultivate a deep trust in ourselves and a trust in nature and a trust in the cycles and a trust in 
the ways in which we are invited to compost ourselves over and over again and rebirth ourselves. Uh, the, it is the feminine that people are more afraid of, you know? Um, it is the feminine that will put us in deep relationship with our darkness. It is the feminine that can plunge into those depths and alchemize what's there in healthy ways. And, you know, one of the things I love about this card is like, it's a human experience. It's a personal, it's, it's not ordinary. Like you can see her magic. So it's a lot about tapping into our personal magic through and like channeled through and of our human experience. I think it's going to be a powerful year, especially um, if we lean in, especially with this strength card and the year of the dragon. Um, but it's strength from the inside out, you know, it's inner growth. It's as within, so without. You know, if you're looking at your life and you don't like how some things are going, it is an inner journey. There is something that needs to be tended in your inner soil. There is something that needs to be tended in your inner landscape. It's also really a rawness, you know? Uh, when I said that she's defenseless, like this card for the year and this energy that we're invited into is authenticity, is releasing the masks, you know, releasing the ego, not releasing the ego in the sense of get rid of your ego, but releasing the drive through the ego, you know, um, it's really stepping into our truth and really stepping into our inner strength. And many of us have felt inside the past several years that we were in incubators or initiations. I really feel like this might be a year for many of us where we see the effects of the work that we've done the past few years outwardly in our lives. When that initiation that's been so internal, even though this is still a turning inward um, year where we're really focused on our inner strength and the inner journey and in relationship to our power, our inner power and our strength, which requires some spelunking. It's also like a year when I feel like there will be an integration that we then see expressed in our external world. But it requires facing ourselves, like really facing ourselves. And I really like this quote from Rachel Pollack. It says, strength opens up the personality like Pandora opening her box. It does so, however, with a sense of peace, a love of life itself, and a great confidence in the final result. Unless we truly believe that the process of self-discovery is a joyous one, we will never follow it through. Those who allow the unconscious energy within themselves to emerge, guiding it with love and a faith in life, will discover that the energy is not a destructive beast, 
but the same spirit force drawn down through the lightning rod of the magician. It is a year where I just feel like so much magic is possible. Um, but it requires really facing our fears, really getting into relationship with that like gnarly, gnashing part of ourselves deep inside. It's going to be a lot about self-mastery, a lot about courage, a lot about stepping into higher frequencies and connecting to a higher awareness, um, like the awareness of our higher selves. It's going to be a year where we want to release comparison, where we want to release any need for external validation. It's really like sourcing our power from deep within. And that includes, you know, the power that comes from the darker aspects of ourselves, which requires confronting those unconscious aspects, not from a place of logic all while deeply and profoundly loving ourselves, doing it with gentleness and generosity when required, with softness, with compassion, with kindness from our hearts. The strength card is Leo energy. It's love. It's truth like in our expression and in ourselves. And it's joy and play, 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 play. Like we want to have balance between the shadow work that we're going to be asked to do and the diving into the deeper parts of ourselves and joy you know, that quote from Rachel Pollack is, can we do the self-discovery in a place of peace and love of life? It's oh so important for this year not to get bogged down. There is going to be a lot that wants to bog us down. And whatever you need to do, whatever boundaries you need to set with media, with people, with environments, whatever you need to do to protect your mental stability, your positivity, your hopefulness, your emotional hygiene, your spirit, your trust, your magic, do it. I can't, I can't recommend anything more than to really raise your vibration and protect it fiercely. Um, tend to your vitality, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and release the things that are draining of that vitality and of that holism and of that sovereignty in your core, in your center, not all the noise that's going on around you, following your intuition your truth and then it's also going to be 
like facing those parts of ourselves that maybe we don't want to face. You know, there's that quote from Jung that I use a lot, like uh, something like, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will direct our life and we will call it fate. This is the year to make the unconscious conscious. This energy invites us to be mindful, to take control of our own lives rather than, as he's also stated with reference to lions, like being swallowed up by our unconscious. Because when we don't tend to the darker parts of ourselves, when we don't tend to our shadows, when we don't tend to the unconscious beliefs, the limiting beliefs, the um, habitual default settings that we're running again and again and again and bring them up to the surface and intentionally, consciously direct them. We're at the whim of everything around us. And also, there's this great quote um, in Sally Nichols' book that I really liked. Doubtless, everyone has had the experience of being swallowed up by an effect. We know how sudden emotions can literally seize us, how the animal side of our nature can spring upon us from behind to claim its own. At these times, ego consciousness is thrust aside and our bodies fall prey to a force which is beyond control. We quiver with fear, tremble with rage, blush with shame, or laugh hysterically. At the same time, feeling sudden tears wet our cheeks. When these things happen, our ego self, helpless and humiliated, tries to run away, symbolically, if not literally. We want to put the incident behind us. Whenever we try to turn our backs on this beastly part of ourselves, it becomes even more ravenous and demanding. If we ignore these demands, we may be visited by a psychosomatic illness. Instinctual energies persistently ignored can burst their bonds in a destructive way. You know, we talk a lot, or I talk a lot, lots of people talk a lot. There's great books like The Body Keeps the Score about how when we ignore our emotions, we can turn them into dis-ease. It's really two things when it comes to discomfort in the body. It is trapped emotions, trapped trauma, big and small. Well, three things. Epigenetics, which I do believe much of our genes can be turned on and off. You know, our epigenetics, our DNA, our what we inherit down our line, um, kind of, for lack of a better example, loads the gun, but like our environment, the amount of stress we're under, the emotions that we trap, what we feed ourselves, all of those kinds of things pull the trigger. But there are some things that we carry in our epigenetics that are just there. You know, I had this incredible energy work session yesterday and she was trying to clear something along my ancestral line. And some of my ancestors were not willing to put it down, even though it's not serving them and it's not serving me and it's not serving my family. Um, they're holding it because they're not ready. 
And so my ancestors who were willing to put it down offered to help kind of buffer it for me. Like I can't get rid of that setting in my epigenetics and my ancestry, but I can work with it differently. I can bring awareness. I um, can think with the utmost gratitude, my ancestors that are helping me to like buffer that energy. And then the third thing is like our cellular voltage. If our cellular voltage is low, um, then dis-ease can get in and take root. Um, but when we're not facing, when we're not listening, it's like, you know, when we get something going on in our body and it like starts kind of, we get like an ache and we start getting headaches and we start like things start kind of like going off the rails a little bit, just a little bit. And we don't really listen. And then the body gets a little bit louder and we don't really listen. And then it gets a little bit louder. It keeps getting louder until we take note and until we invite that dialogue. It's the same thing in our lives. Things start to go off the rails a little bit. We just kind of deal with it. We get stressed about it. We don't like it. We just kind of deal with it. But we're not listening to the fact that um, something is out of alignment, you know? When we're not facing our emotions, when we're not facing ourselves, when we're not looking at the darker aspects of ourselves safely, they can kind of take over and create a lot of discomfort in our inner and outer reality. If life's not going the way we desire, like we're really supported this year to change it from the inside out, which is always the path, really. It's always an inside out job, you know? So I'm really excited to utilize this energy this year. I'm going to offer a lot of support over the year um, to keep coming back to this and how we can really have awareness and agency over our thoughts and words and actions, how we can tap into our true nature, not homogenized societal ideas, how we can sort through our not-self, how and where we can confront some of the darker aspects of ourselves and like some keys to that in our chart. We want to really create a safe container and a relationship with our wildness. There is also a great quote. If you haven't, I've done multiple book clubs with, um, Clarissa Pinkola Estes book, Women Who Run With the Wolves. And one of the quotes I love is, the doors to the world of the wide are few but precious. If you have a deep scar, that is a door. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. If you love the sky and the water so much you almost cannot bear it, that is a door. If you yearn for a deeper life, a full life, a sane life, that is a door. Like this is a year when we want to walk through the door and get into deeper connection with our true nature and our wildness. 
you know? Um, That is how we will step into greater alignment. And that happens in this strength card connected to Leo through our hearts and coming into deep alignment with our heart's desire and taking risks and surrendering where we need to and rewiring and grieving the old self and forgiving ourselves of the old self, you know, of the life that we created and the aspects of it that we don't like. Uh, I really love the Hawaiian prayer. I think I say it wrong every time. Ho'oponopono. I think I always say ho'opono. I just make up um, apologies. Um, it's not meant to be disrespectful. I just am terrible at the pronunciation, but I think it's ho'oponopono. And um, that's a really beautiful affirmation, prayer, mantra to use an EFT tapping to work with this year um, for your inner child. You know, Leo is so tied to our inner child and often our inner child is part of that um, wildness, is part of that kind of gnashing part of ourself or snarling part of ourself that wants to be seen, wants to be heard, wants to be integrated. Um, and our inner child is so, so tied to moving from our hearts. But you could also work with that prayer for yourself, for other parts of yourself. And I'm excited. I hope you're excited. And like I said, it doesn't mean that it's going to be an easier, but I think those of us that really work on these things, that really do the behind the scenes work, that really do the embodiment, do the mental and emotional hygiene, that strengthen our intuition, that raise our vibration, that come from our hearts, that face our darkness and integrate it and figure out how to alchemize it into gold, that communicate with those animal parts of ourselves about what it needs to heal and what it needs to express. Um, There's a lot of magic that can come from this here. I really believe that. And so I hope if you're listening and you made it this far that you found some value within, I hope you'll, uh, I hope if you're not subscribed to my newsletter and following me on Instagram that you will. I I really want to support everyone with this. And I plan on on, um, sharing a lot around it. So uh, I hope wherever you are, whenever you are, you're well.